Do you listen to all the experts on podcasts and think, no wonder they're experts. They're awesome. They're smart. They're... Stop right there. You're awesome. You have a story to tell, and there really is no one like you. Fellow normal humans, Dahlia Ramahi and Jordan Dreyer share what they've learned in hopes of inspiring you to find your unique voice. This is the Blooming Voices Podcast. Go to bloomingvoices.com for more information. Now let's get to it. Hi guys, welcome to the Blooming Voices Podcast. I'm Jordan Dreyer. And I'm Dahlia Ramahi, and we are so excited to have you join us for another episode. And if you enjoy our podcast, we would love for you to subscribe and rate and comment and send us emails and Twitters and and Instagrams even. (laughs) Yes, reach out to us. We're here, not on an island by ourselves. We want to interact with you all and hear from you. So thank you. We exist. And so, okay. So, okay. I am really looking forward to Pixar's Turning Red. Yeah, me love, too. I love Pixar in general, even even if some of the movies aren't always good. Like, I mean, only like the good dinosaur. But um, otherwise, I love Pixar and they're so reliable for their awesome, like, life-changing and life-perspective-changing movies. Oh, yes. And anyway, so I saw this article... Where this one guy was like, well, because it's an Asian story set in Canada, this is very limiting in scope. And like, so this is not a spoiler or anything. It takes place in Canada. And it's based on an Asian girl. And I was like, what? And, and I saw someone else in the article respond, okay, this is your whiteness talking and like, what limiting perspective? Asians are the majority of people in the world. And so it was an interesting article that made me... I don't know. Just see how how not far we've come in some ways. Well, I mean, I think that brings up an interesting point. He's limited by color, literally. I mean, the beauty about Pixar is that it might represent the story itself might be representing a specific demographic of people, but their messages and themes widely relate to a a huge number of people regardless of whether you relate to the specific demographic or yeah. ethnicity that's the topic or 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 the focus of the of their films like and the theme the theme of this movie is puberty and somebody else in the article was like what's more and like human he hasn't than gone puberty? through puberty did he go from babyhood to adulthood like oh seriously? yeah no there, that was at the very end there was a person that was like wow i applaud this man for having an easy puberty yeah. Because, like, that's the whole point of the movie is that puberty is hard. It just, you know what? I just have to say this. That kind of comment highlights something that happens all too often in society, which is dismissing other perspectives, especially if they don't look like your own. And mm-hmm. he took it literally because it, it doesn't look like his experience. He dismisses it completely and then calls it limiting. And to that man, I say, you're a douche. There we go. Yeah, there uh, we go. Or a douchebag, I should say. I know. Say. Or my my, my first thought was he hasn't watched enough anime. <laughs> like he probably never has. But like I mean, cause... but what's even more is he probably doesn't have a huge uh diverse circle of friends. I'm not casting judgments, but when you when you can so easily like say something is limiting, it's because you yourself are limited. You can't see what you can't what you don't what you what is not part of your given experience that's just the law of the universe whether you want to agree with it or not it is if whatever you see out there in the world is literally a reflection of your life experience so his limitations from the movie are coming from his own limitations in his life boom there yeah we go. he ended up deleting his tweet apparently and um oh. like apologizing but who knows whatever here but anyway yeah, yeah anyway, anyway I so to yeah we were talking this. about travel right yeah, yeah like i wanted to take this and show yeah like 
it's funny when you are suddenly the minority and you're like, but I'm just, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a normal person, but people are treating you like, I don't know, a celebrity or something and, or like, a, like an oddity. And or a freak is in my case, but I'll yeah. show that when, when it's my turn. <laughs> no, so like, okay, the biggest example is when I went to Tanzania and I was driving from the airport with my friend that I, I met in study abroad, who's from Tanzania and he's a priest now that works in France, but he goes home every other year. And, like, so passing this elementary school in his village, like, kids running up to the car and, like, pointing white, whatever, in Swahili, I forgot the word, but there, it translates to white person, white person. And, like, it was to be such a rarity like that, or, or people when we were walking, just walking in the village and, and like, like that I was, an, like, an oddity. It was just interesting, and I, I was, like don't stare at me like in a way and it makes me think you know like how there's so many like black experiences where they're in a store and people are following them because they're afraid they're going to steal something like just the suspicion because they're black yeah yeah, or just just to be different and to be visibly different or like every time like whenever we stopped there was a bus that we took from Arusha in the north of Tanzania to uh, Dar es Salaam in the south and like whenever the bus stopped for like a rest getting food or whatever and like all these normal Tanzanians got off and then I got off like the the merchants who were there at the bus stop like surrounded me because they knew oh she's probably got money she's American and or she's white at least and and it was just interesting you know and and you know uh, that specific experience with the with the surrounding you I feel like that's common for a lot of tourists when they travel abroad because they're like ooh that person might not know any better and I can hike up the prices <laughs> I yeah. mean I even experienced that in the Middle East with other Arabs so because they look at me and they're like Oh, yeah, she definitely doesn't come from here. <laughs> like, she doesn't live here, I mean. <laughs> How, like, by your, your, your carrying yourself? It's the way I carry myself, the way I'm dressed, the way I speak Arabic. Uh, I think it's probably also my mannerism because, you know, for all intents and purposes, I'm American. I'm uh-huh. Arab-American. I grew up here. I didn't grow up in the Middle East, even though I'm Arab and I'm Middle Eastern. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's it's like a, a fish out of water. They, they could totally tell that I have... Uh, different land legs or I that's such a stupid ex- uh, <laughs> expression or whatever you want to say you know what I'm trying can, to say yeah, <laughs> yeah. whatever I'm trying to say whatever even, the expression is um like because I was on a beach too when we went to Zanzibar and like these boys were following us and I thought at first they were following because like I was gonna go swimming I, I one of my th- things to do is go swimming in every ocean like because it was the Indian Ocean I've never been there Oh, and, wonderful. But, like, Zanzibar is much more Muslim than the rest of the country, which is more Christian. And, like, so I, wa- I was trying to, like, find a beach away because it was only men swimming oh, and boys. Oh, yeah, probably and, separated. Yeah. yeah well, or the, maybe the women just don't swim because they'd be showing too much skin. And, like, that actually happened where – because I was wearing a one-piece, like, which is modest by American standards. And – like these, so these boys were following us, and I thought that they were following me because I was a girl in a bathing suit. But Calvin, my friend, was like, "They want money. <laughs> oh, <laughs> they they see yeah. a white person, and they think that you're gonna just give them money." Yeah. And then later, when I was swimming, like I saw this man that didn't really look any older than me, like giving me the dirtiest look, because I guess I'm a woman swimming, and um, I don't know. So it's just interesting when you're not in your element. Yeah, and you know what? It's uh, and, and that's okay. You know, if traveling allows us to experience how other people see us and how we see ourselves through other people and how we see other people, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's such a beautiful way to experience life. It's by by traveling because, you know, 
Just like here in America, we have our own biases. We judge people based on our life experiences. And and don't tell me if you're listening out there that you don't judge people because mm-hmm. judging is such a human, natural human tendency that anyone who says, oh, I don't judge anybody is a liar. You're constantly judging people. And, and you know what? Not all judgment is bad. Where it becomes bad is when your judgment is wrapped around biases, prejudices, and racist racist, um, tendencies, you know? When you judge people based on those ignorant assessment qualities or whatever you want to call them, that's where we can say, you know, your judgment sucks. No offense. But I actually do mean offense, yeah, because if you're judging someone based on your own uh, biases and your own racism, I'm not talking about you, Jordan, I'm just talking Mm -hmm. about in general, you know, that kind of, but otherwise, it allows us to learn a lot about ourselves as much as we learn about other people. And that's why I love it. You know, um, when I went to Japan, I've talked about this before, my my weight loss journey and my health journey. Mm-hmm. And I was really like morbidly obese at one point in my life. And this was, oh God, so long ago. I think it was like 2010 when I went to Japan. And I was near my heaviest, but not at my heaviest. And mm-hmm. You know, my sister and I were twins. We're identical twins. So that alone attracts a lot of attention whenever we walk around. Was she as um, heavy as you? Yeah, we both had um, weight issues and health issues. And, you know, I remember, I'll never forget once I was in L.A. and I was standing. What is that famous burger place that everybody Bob's makes? Bob's Big Boy. Bob's no. Big Boy, right? No. Anyway. It's like a fast food. It's whatever. It's like a famous fast. Oh, In-N-Out? Or oh, In-N-Out I, Burger? I, 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 I can't remember. Whatever it was, this is, I'm talking about a long time ago. This was, it's like such a famous burger pl- joint in LA. And so we went there and I wasn't going to eat, but it was so crowded. I was standing at the door. You couldn't even walk into it. That's how ridiculously crowded it was. And me and Dana were standing. My two other friends, they went in and got burgers. I wasn't hungry. So I was just sitting. And then some douchebag, that's like my word of the day today. <laughs> some douchebag looks like he's all, he's dressed all, ugh like whatever like so extra the way he's dressed but I guess it's common for LA anyway and he looks me up and down he looks my sister and up and down and he uh gives a snide remark and he goes <laughs> what do you guys like eat together or something god you're so big and I looked at him and I'm, and I'm like wait did you just really say that to my face and he just rolled his eyes and I'm like oh and I could I could have gone down a different route and said some really mean things but mm-hmm. I just decided to let it go because I was so used to those kind of comments they weren't even worth um, responding to because people are just stupid like that you know it's just really dumb but, though like that anybody can feel that they can just say that or I know like- and that's a, and that's a that's an entitlement that some people for whatever reason have and it's so gross but when we went so imagine so I experienced things like that and in 2009 when I went to Jordan I experienced similar discrimination about my weight where people were just openly hostile to my sister and I right and um, so when I went to Japan in 2010 the following year I was already traumatized mm. you know 2007 I went to LA and I was receiving this kind of treatment in 2009 and by the way guys it's not like I was you know I know some people say be proud at any size and whatever but I had a lot of issues of myself like my weight mm. like there and I it's not like I wasn't trying to lose weight but whatever so when I went to Japan every, we, we were treated like the ultimate oddity because we were twins and we were also you know um tall yeah um and so 
that that when we knew to be tur like when we'd be looking at tourist sites, Japanese people <laughs> would stop and ask to take pictures with us. And I know it's because we were so big and so tall and just so foreign looking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I I took it in stride. Like, you know, you can get mad in those situations, but why? When you understand that, you know, people have their cultural perspectives, whether we agree it's right or wrong, yeah. there's no point in getting mad about it. You just kind of it's I would say just to take a pause and be like, okay, you know, clearly there are things about this culture that make who I am unco- like feel uncomfortable for them, and who cares? That is what yeah, it well, is. Well, that that happened to my my cousin. She was doing a six week teaching in China, and so because she's also very tall, she's very thin and tall, and like big southern curly hair, and like so, she's like six feet or something. She's really tall, and um, anyway, people were taking pictures of her. And yeah. and um, so like her friends started taking pictures of people taking pictures of her, but like yeah. I asked I asked one of my friends like one of my Chinese friends why would they do that like have they not seen a white person and she was like most of these people were probably from the villages coming to the city and yeah, yeah. it's possible that they've never seen a white person and you know and that's the case like we have to you know also this is something to to keep in mind when you're traveling the world not every place in the world is like America. Mm-hmm. They don't have access to technology and information and um, a lot of things that we do here. Like we can open our phones and see the whole world in, in, in one click, wherever, whatever part of the world. You can see videos on it, you can stream movies, you can whatever you want. Like that's the access that we have here. But there are a lot of places in the world where there are things that we take for granted that we see and experience that they've never even ever experienced. Yeah, or and, even even the diversity of like for the, the, the game, The Witcher. I guess there was backlash because the cast wasn't diverse looking enough. But then uh. they, they were like, we based this on Poland, which is still not very diverse in terms of skin colors, even today. Oh, okay. And like, because it's a Polish book and, and then the, a book that became a, a video game. And so like the TV show, they went and made like diverse and stuff. But yeah. otherwise it's like, okay, like chill out. If not everything is America and you don't need, I mean, yeah, it's good to have diversity of colors in a video game. But like these people were thinking of like ancient Poland. And it's not going to be like different colors. Um. Well, I mean, yeah. And then you like, you know, diversity, I think, is super important, whether it's whatever you want to represent, but also representing what you want to represent actually matters, too. You know, so I agree. And if it's uh, ancient Poland was super white, I mean, it doesn't make sense to have whatever, you know, same with Lord so- of the Rings. Un- unless you're doing some kind of remake or you're trying to reinvent or reimagine it and then you create your own rules like yeah you know, like some Bridgerton do, or something but, yeah exactly and um I actually I think that's so wonderful where like I love the idea that I mean it's obviously fiction and not based on historical because like to have a lead black actor or not actor character of that time would have been unthinkable in yeah. old time England you know what I mean but to reimagine the world and society rules and I love that like to me it just ugh, I don't know like when I whenever I see things like that I get so excited because it's so opposite of the history that we had and it's not to it's not changing history but it's imagining what if you know what I mean yeah it's and what I love if. that have you thing. well that oh, makes me think have God. you seen the dragon prince it's an animated show no not yet so that's still on my queue there's so many things I want to watch that I just okay. haven't had the chance to but what that, do you that's say kind of like it? a medieval it would be like Bridgerton but medieval as far as races being different and a black king and um, like a mixed child prince and stuff like that 
I think that's so cool. Like to me, I get, I love that kind of thing. You know, it's it's a reflection of our world today, um, not the At not the America. ugly history that we had. You know, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, there are still places in the world where I mean, yeah, um, like <laughs> diversity is a huge issue. Or unfortunately, it, like when I was in South Korea, we saw bars that in English said Koreans only. Oh, really? Yeah. When oh. in places. And so it's like they don't want tourists in there. They don't want like they don't want to have to be speaking English and that kind of thing. Oh, OK. I thought you meant because they only wanted um, like. Uh, but I, because, I mean, I don't I know what, their, what their... the reason is, but they don't. Maybe that maybe they're being racist and they're like, we don't want stupid people in here. We just want Koreans. Oh, yeah. Or I maybe like you said, they just don't want um, they don't want it to make it to become a they tourist. They don't want to have to spot. serve. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But then my, my last story as far as, I mean, I have lots of them, but the, the last one that I want to share right now is we, me and Kendall were at the Imperial Palace in Kyoto, like walking around that area. And these kids ran up to us and it was obvious that their paper must have said, find tourists and ask them questions. And like, how, how easy is it? Cause you mean like school it, kids? Yeah. These little kids, like probably 10 or, or nine or something like that and years old. And so they asked us questions like, where are you from? Where are you going? How do you like Japan? And, <laughs> and then cute. they took a picture of us without asking. And um, so I, I later caught up with them and took a picture of them. And but so it was like three boys and one girl. And anyway, just just that, like, what if what if you were an Asian American uh, tourist in Japan? Like, you're not going to stand out as much. But like you and me, they would run up to you and me. And so it was just interesting. You know, I actually I find that interesting because what if, you know, because I think like I'm as even as an Arab American tourist, right? Mm -hmm. When I go to the Middle East, if you see me at first, I might not stand out other than the fact that when I went heavy, I stood out because back, you know, in Middle East at that time, obesity wasn't really an issue. Mm -hmm. Uh, But as it opens up more and and honestly, it becomes more westernized, it become it's it's more of an issue now. Especially with all the fast food restaurants oh, there, um, but yeah, but that's but that's just another reality of 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 how um, globalization uh, when, works. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, but if you talk to me, then you're like, oh yeah, she's not from she's not from around here. But look, wise. So I'm, I wonder if other Asian Americans, when they go back home, or you know, if they have roots back there, if they experience something similar, which I'm sure they do, because you can you can tell. It's just like here, you know what I mean? Uh, you can tell when someone is maybe not in a place like L.A. as much, because it's so eclectic and diverse, and it has so much uh, movement in terms of people coming in and out to live yeah. in the city from all over. But if you go to like a smaller town, you know, even if like say in the south and 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 other uh you know just person comes along an american like you could probably tell whether they're from around that area or not you know yeah you could probably by their, their i mean like i i just love dialect. looking nice but like people in la the style really is to be casual and stuff so i know i stand out by like looking nice and sometimes really people will ask oh, me I where are you going LA's tonight a lot in over 15 and years, yeah. I, I don't know like nobody ever dresses up and but uh, where i don't know where i'm going with this but yeah like just like the times that I've been in Europe, it's nice. I mean, I, I mean, I feel like oh, like because they're they'll come up to me and speak the language, and I'll be like, no, I don't speak German or, or something, and so it's just funny, like you know, that I would blend in there too until they until I open my mouth. So then I'm an I'm a hidden minority at that point. 
Oh, <laughs> yeah. See, and that's what's and, you know, just to wrap all this up into what we were talking about, you know, back to that douchey guy's comments about the movie Turning Red or travel experiences. I think that if you just um, obviously everybody has their own line of what's acceptable and not acceptable. And sometimes you should be willing to explore the line that you have to see what it's based on is it based on your own misconceptions or just lack of experience of the world or all the experience that you do have you know what I mean and just be open and that's why I think traveling is so important because through traveling you open up your perspective you open up your mind and um, you really challenge the way you personally think about others and the world around you yeah and how you interact with like it. just because they're talking about different food that's not yours or they're wearing different clothes or they're doing different like prayer rituals or something like i'm also thinking of encanto and like it so it's set oh, in colombia um yeah. i'm not sure what i think of it yet like i don't think it's as great it. as everyone says but like oh, anyway like it. <laughs> despite this it's set in another culture and whatever but you can clearly see it's just a story about a family and their generational trauma like like how is that hard to like I don't know adhere I mean, yeah, to? Yeah, look beyond the like look beyond the obvious. And and you know, that's something that we lack today. We we just look at the surface and make judgments based on that. You know, mm-hmm. and again, I'll go back to look at the way we even handle politics in our country. It's so ugly. It's so ugly. And it it's because we're not looking beyond the surface. So like even a movie like Encanto, like you said, it's really about generational trauma and and family healing and family dynamics, which yeah. everybody can relate to. I know. Whether you had you a great upbringing or a turbulent upbringing or just an average, uneventful upbringing, we can all relate to it some way. Stop looking at the brownness of the skin of the cartoon yeah, characters or like the and colorful where it's located. Colombian clothes or whatever is in turning red because I haven't seen it yet. And, yeah. <laughs> and like, don't don't care about that stuff. Like that's just like the I don't know the icing on the cake and. Like, because we are all human and like the soul and things like that. Yeah. At the end of the day, there's more that brings us together than sets us apart. And uh, you guys, you know, if you ever are confused, just remember one thing. You and the person across the world from you that in another country, by another ocean, speaking another language, practicing another religion, all of us want the same thing at the end of the day. At the end of the day, we want to feel safe in our lives. We want security. We want prosperity. We want to feel pe- sense of peace and belonging and just experience love. We all want the same things, mm-hmm. regardless of how we go about them. So, yeah. ta-da! The Yay. end. All right. So, what a beautiful episode. Aww. Yeah. We'll and next time we'll do more. our review of Turning Red. I'm so excited. I know. I need to go watch it. Yeah. Same here. That'll be our homework. A yeah. One of, one of my friends said it. <laughs> one of my friends said it was the best one since Inside Out. So like now I've got huge really? expectations. Ooh. Okay. Me too. Me I love too. Inside Out. <laughs> Yeah, Which that's is one another of my one we could review at any time. <laughs> oh my god, I would love to because there's just so many themes in there that we can talk about that relate to our show. Anyway, I know. so it's excellent. Yeah. All right, guys, I love you guys. I love everything that we talk about, and I'm so grateful that we're doing this. So Me if you have too. any questions, if you want to share your story, don't forget to email us at bloomingvoicespodcast at gmail and subscribe to our channel, bloomingvoices.com. You can find all the information there. Yes, thank you so much, and we look forward to. Imagining you in the audience next Wednesday. Bye. Bye. That's our show. Didn't get enough of the twins? Go to bloomingvoices.com for more information. And let us know what you thought of the episode. Twitter, Instagram, email, we've got the works. We'll see you next Wednesday.